0: Hi, thanks for listening. In 20 seconds or less, I wanted to ask if you would consider supporting the show with a one-time donation of $1 to $3. The funds go to subscription fees, equipment upkeep, and a general sense of well-being. Links in the show notes. And again, thanks for listening. Okay, on with the show. Chapter Thirty Eight. Jordan sprayed down the blades on the harvester with the hose, while Sam and Billy scrubbed them with long-handled bristle brushes they had found in the barn. They had all just finished up a large meal provided by Rebetta's canning skills. Walt, Nicole, Paul, and Rebetta sat on the porch and enjoyed the contentment of full bellies and a quiet evening in the country. Everyone swayed slowly in rocking chairs that they drug from the other side of the porch. Walt had the plate of brownies on his lap, the large pitcher of milk, and a full glass sat on the table next to him. Despite the large dinner he had just eaten, Walt ate the brownies with an appetite. Next to him, Paul leaned over and whispered in Walt's ear, You know those probably aren't special brownies, right, Walt? Walt looked up at Paul with a full mouth. "'Oh, oh, yeah, man, I know. I just love brownies,' he said. Paul nodded, smiling, before returning a lazy gaze across the farm. Nicole looked over and watched Sam, Jordan, and Billy cleaning the harvester. She cast her gaze across the land before settling on Ruby. Turning, she broached the subject that had been on her mind since before dinner. "'Ruby, how have you made it all this time out here alone?' Ruby continued to gaze out at her land. Not smart enough to do anything else, I guess, she said. Nicole smiled, but kept looking at Ruby. Ruby met her gaze. My man Orland and I worked and sweater over this land for sixty years, through good times and bad. When the world turned, I guess it wasn't as much as an adjustment for me as it was for some others, Ruby said. Nicole nodded and turned away. Well... I think it's just amazing what you've done here, how you've managed. When the world turned, as you say, I had a considerable period of adjustment, Nicole said. Ruby patted her leg and gave it a loving squeeze. The gesture comforted Nicole more than she would have thought, and almost brought her to tears. I'd say you've adjusted quite well indeed, little lady. All your friends here really look up to you, Ruby said. Nicole looked at her confused. Oh, I don't think... That is to say, we're all just traveling together to Colorado. I mean, I'm not their leader or anything, Nicole said, shaking her head. Ruby smiled at that. Listen, my dear, you may not see it or think of yourself in that way, but I watch how everyone always defers to you when any decision has to be made, like they trust you. You may not think it, honey, but they look to you, and not in a begrudging way either, like they need you. Nicole looked at Ruby for several long seconds. She never set out to be a leader, never wanted to be. She'd be lying to herself if she said she didn't feel responsible for those that followed her. But it was not something she asked for. Her thoughts were interrupted by Ruby. What did you do before all of this, sweetie? Were you military? Ruby said. This time Nicole smiled. No, ma'am, she said with a big sigh. That's my father. I rebelled against that, you might say, pretty early. I was studying to be a veterinarian. I always seem to have more use for animals than most people, Nicole said. Ruby smiled knowingly. So you're already used to picking up strays and them that needed help. Seems like you didn't have to adapt all that much after all, Ruby said. Nicole looked at her and smiled. I don't know. If my father could see me now... Nicole's words trailed off. Ruby patted her on the leg and looked back out across her land, smiling. You may have had things important to you that weren't as important to him, but that doesn't mean you aren't stronger because of him, Ruby said. Nicole smirked. Yeah, there's probably a whole plate of crow I'm going to have to eat when we get to Colorado, Nicole said. Ruby laughed. Honey, I've eaten a flock of them in my lifetime. They all sat in silence, rocking and enjoying the serene respite from what was out just beyond the borders of Ruby's land. Sam, Jordan, and Billy tossed an old football around in the yard. Paul joined them as Walt snoozed in the rocker. They made small talk and reminisced about times now past, until one by one they excused themselves and went inside, where Ruby had made places of comfort for them to sleep. In the star-filled darkness, Nicole and Ruby sat and rocked. Nicole cleared her throat, breaking the preternatural silence. Listen, Ruby, I've been thinking. Ruby cut her off. You've been thinking that I need to come to Colorado with you, that I'm one more stray that needs picking up and caring for, Ruby said. Nicole sat up and was about to speak, but Ruby continued. Don't worry, sweetie, I'm not offended. If you weren't a good person, you would have just eaten and hoped to get gone before I asked if I could come. Your offering reveals your heart, and don't think i take offense at that. Not ever she said. Nicole settled back in her chair as Ruby went on. It's just that this land is more than dirt and crops. It's where I made a life, and where I always thought my life would end. Nicole looked at her in the darkness. The choice is yours to make, but maybe my offer means you have a little bit more adjusting to the way things are left in you, Nicole said. Ruby smiled in the darkness. She was taken aback by the thought, and surprised within herself to be at a loss for words. She didn't say anything, and Nicole didn't press the issue. The two women enjoyed the night a few minutes more before Nicole stood up and squeezed Ruby on the shoulder. Ruby placed her hand on Nicole's and squeezed back. Long after Nicole had gone to sleep, Rebetta Pride sat and looked at the stars. In awe, both of them and the changes that may yet be written in them.